But the only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. What did you say? A bolt of lightning. The Empire Strikes Back was directed by Irvin Kirshner. It was written by Lawrence Kasdan and Lee Brackett with a story by George, with the original story by, of course, the great George Lucas. Uh, and it stars Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Billy D. Williams, Peter Mayhew, Frank Oz, and David Prowse as Darth Vader in the suit. But Darth Vader will, is, of course, voiced once again by James Earl Jones. After the Rebels are overpowered by the Empire, Luke Skywalker begins Jedi training with Yoda while his friends are pursued across the galaxy by Darth Vader and the bounty hunter Boba Fett. So, Empire Strikes Back, what can I say that hasn't already been said? This is, in my opinion, one of the greatest sequels of all time. If not the greatest sequel of all time. You know, I have a list of some of my all-time favorite sequels, in no particular order. Um, Toy Story 2, I would put up there as, a, as the as the best, one of the best movie sequels. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, um, uh, Lord of the Rings of Two Towers, uh, and The Godfather Part 2. All of those I would count as great movie sequels. You know, X two, X Men, X uh, X Men two, X Men United. Uh, I would say is another great sequel. But by far, the 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 most iconic movie sequel of all time is The Empire Strikes Back. It's the one that is the most influential, but also the most. Um, parodied. You know, a lot of people parody The Empire Strikes Back, but a lot of people also are very influenced. I mean, just look at, you know, uh, the showrunners for Avatar The Last Airbender. They were heavily inspired uh, by The Empire Strikes Back with season with the ending of Season 2. I mean, the ending of the second season of Avatar... And I mentioned this in my review of that of that of that of that of that season that essentially the last four episodes, the last couple episodes of the final of season two of Avatar are essentially a remake of The Empire Strikes Back. Um, basically, plays out the sa- uh, the same way. Um, and it it The Empire Strikes Back is is fantastic, and I think. I have a lot to say about this film, uh, so let's not waste any more time, guys, and let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, 1980s Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back.
so one of the things I love right out the gate is just the opening crawl. Like, this movie establishes where our heroes are at, like, right from the opening crawl. You know, by saying that they the rebels were forced out of their base, um, and they've relocated to the ice to the uh, uh, to the ice planet Hoth, um, and then we get our introduction to Luke Skywalker, and he is attacked by this giant like uh, what's it called like a wampa. Uh, uh, was a wampa? Is that was that what was that what it's called? Uh, um, I su- I suck at I suck at uh, remembering these uh these creature names from Star Wars, um, and even even right away we from the opening scene we're giving our hero some kind of um trouble, you know, and. It almost feels as if this opening with the with the Wampa and Luke's Tauntaun getting just completely killed by this thing. It almost feels like um like um they are basically foreshadowing all of the um the the tragedy that's going to come upon our characters. Um and I love the real and 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 I love the relationship between Han and Leia. I love how complicated it is at the start of the film, um, but I also love the humor that comes with it. You know, um, when she goes, she goes when uh, when Han is like, "Oh, you you thought I was gonna leave without giving you a goodbye kiss," and then Leia's like, "I would rather kiss a Wookiee." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "I can arrange that." <laughs> Um, there's some great humor between these two. Um, like later on, later on when, uh, when they're, when, when they've, after they've rescued Luke before the very, uh, awkward, um, kiss, um, Leia, (laughs) Leia says, you half-witted scruffy looking nerf herder. And, um, and Han just turns around and goes, Who's scruffy looking? Um, but what? Actually, one of my one of my fa- it's, it's in that same scene. But one of my other favorite little little moments is when um is when Leia insults him by saying, uh, "I don't know where you get your delusions, laser uh, laser brain." And I think that, and um and Chewie goes, Chewie starts laughing, and then Han looks back at him and goes, "Laugh it up, fuzzball." <laughs> This is so great, and the, and you know, you would think for a movie that's so dark that it wouldn't have that much. This movie's really funny. Like this movie's really. There's some really funny moments in this in this movie, um, um, and and John Williams' score is incredible. Um, obviously the Imperial March, like like the Imperial March. I I played a little bit of that. Um, before the, before we got into the review, um, the cinematography is gorgeous. Um, and, and just in the opening 10 to 15 minutes, you get the feeling that there is, that this is a much darker and more mature movie than the original, you know, um, Irvin Kirshner, I think did a really good job of establishing 
within the first 10 to 15 minutes that this is not going to be a that yes there's going to be some levity there's going to be some fun to be had in this film but it's going to be a much more darker film there's going to be a lot of um hard hitting stuff in in here you know and i think the a lot of the credits that goes to Lawrence Kasdan and Lee Brackett who wrote the script they wrote the script based on a story treatment by George Lucas and this is something that i feel like and 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 when i and when i when i when i when i watch empire it almost reminds me of of how um of how kevin feige runs marvel i mean to a much smaller extent with star wars but you know george, Lu- george you know kevin feige had his idea for where he wanted the story to go with the MCU, but hired real, but, you know, Kevin Feige himself is not a screenwriter, uh, um, but Kevin Feige himself is also not a director. So he hires great storytellers to, to bring his vision to life. Um, that's the same thing with George Lucas. I mean, Lucas, Lucas is not the best, that may not be the best director, and may not be the best writer, but he is a master story, and we talked about this with the prequels. He is a master storyteller, and I think you you see a lot of that. Um, you see a lot of that here um, in um, in this in the in in the Empire Strikes Back, and then we get our introduction to the Empire and Darth Vader. Um, I love the uh the fact that um when Darth Vader uh comes in um he is a much more ruthless he's he's a lot, he's very ruthless in this film you know he comes out um you know like uh i oh yeah <laughs> like perfect example when the when the one admiral comes out of light speed too early. Um, he, you know, Darth Vader's just sitting in his little, in his little throne room, right? And, you know, then, then the TV, then his little, then this little screen comes on, and he looks above it, and he's talking to the Admiral, but from his own little throne room, he's, he's force choking this guy, saying, and just is like, and, and, and it just goes to show that he is, he, you know, Whereas Grand Admiral Thrawn was holding a leash on him, you know, whenever Vader got too, too out of control, Grand Admiral Thrawn was there to say, no, enough of this, you know. Well, now he's not there. So Vader could just have his, could honestly kill almost every member of his crew and do this whole thing on his own, you know, um, and I love that, you know, and, and even, even later on when the one captain loses the Millennium Falcon, he goes, I shall, I shall explain to Lord Vader and, and apologize. And maybe he'll, maybe he'll, he'll show forgiveness. All of a sudden it cuts to him being choked out and, and he's like, apology accepted captain. <laughs> it's so great. Um, and I like the idea of, you know, to add more problems for our heroes, um, 
you know, as if as if losing as if losing as if let me try that again. As if as if being forced out of their uh new base on Hoth isn't bad enough, the Millennium Falcon is having problems. So as Han, Chewie, and Leia and C3PO are fl- are trying to escape the Empire, they can't get into light speed because the, the, the hyperdrive is, is, is broken. Um and then we get introduced to Yoda. Now, when you're first introduced to Yoda, there's a lot of humor that comes with him. You know, he's you know digging through Luke's stuff. He's you know, like uh, like R two grabs this thing that he's holding and he starts taking his staff and beating you know R two with it. He's like mine, mine, mine. You know, um, and there's a lot of really funny moments. However, however, here's here's the here's the thing with Yoda. But, but as soon as he reveals himself as this Jedi master, he becomes very wise and doesn't joke around a lot, you know? And I have always said this and I will say it again. If this puppet, if this puppet does not work, if this puppet does not feel believable, then the movie fails. Because the film relies on you as an audience member to buy into the idea that this puppet is supposed to be this wise Jedi master. And if you're looking at him and going, oh, well, it's just space Kermit. Then, then it's not it's not gonna work for you, like it really it's really not gonna work for you, and I personally feel like the fact that Frank Oz, who who speaking of Kermit, does do a lot of the does voice a lot of the I mean he voices Miss Piggy, uh, I believe he does Fozzie and um and a couple and a few other characters, but you know Frank Oz. The fact the 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 fact that he was able to bring this character to life in such a way that you didn't it that it didn't take you out of it you know and that's what I feel like is so so great about this and like I said if 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 Yoda as if the puppet like you have to look at Yoda and feel like no that's Yoda this is not you know. I'm not watching an episode of Sesame Street here. This is Yoda. You know, and he's talking to Luke. He is training Luke on how to become a on how to be a Jedi, you know. And I feel like both Irvin Irvin Kirshner, uh Frank Oz, George Lucas all did a fantastic, and even John Williams with with the music. You know, Yoda's theme is one of my favorite themes ever, and it's all those combined that bring Yoda to life in such a way that he feels real. Um, but then we go into one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where uh, Han and Leia are at the back of the Falcon. Um, you know, the the di- the dialogue, the music, and then the eventual kiss that they have in the back. Um, it's so, it's so beautiful and it, and it very, 
beautifully sets up the tragedy that 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 that's ahead because you know the the setting up this idea that you know Leia Leia deep down does love Han but she's kind of hiding those uh those feelings from him but even though he's he's much more you know he's not you know Han's not an idiot he can kind of sniff that out um But then we get, but then we get some, some, uh, we get some more scenes uh, with them. But my fate, one of my, so the special additions to the special edition to the original trilogy has been was obviously is very 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 controversial. A lot of people love them. A lot of people hate them. You know. Um, I'm kind of mixed on it. There are certain things of the special editions that I like, and there are certain things from the special editions that I don't. I talked about the ones that I don't like when we got into um, A New Hope, but I'm going to talk about the ones I really don't like when we get into Jedi. Um, but the ones in Empire, I feel like, are really good. Number one, they give you a lot of more of the Cloud City. When we get in, when we get to Bespin later on in the film, they give you a lot more of the Cloud City. But the, but then they add this scene with the emperor and in the original theatrical cut. The emperor is played by a completely different person. You know, he's just kind of kept in the shadows. You don't really know who he is. But in the but in the special editions, they replaced him with Ian McDermott, who plays the emperor in Return of the Jedi and in the prequels, and of course, uh, as we get into the Rise of Skywalker. And I like that change because. It just feels a little bit more connective, um, and it does make you feel like, oh no, this is the same character. Whereas when you want, if you if you were to watch the original cut, it almost feels like a completely different person, you know. Um, but I love that, and I and I love that, um, you know, the the uh, Skywalker must not become a Jedi if he could be turned. He would be a powerful ally. Yes. He would make a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. God, such a great scene. And I love the interaction between him and Vader. It's just so awesome. Um, And we go back to Yoda and Luke. Yoda's refusing to train Luke, but he's having his interactions with Obi-Wan, and they are some of the best interactions ever. I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. <sighs> Was I any different when you taught me? <sighs> it's so, so great. It's just so great. I love this fucking movie so much. Why don't they make movies like this anymore? I mean, come on. Hollywood. What the fuck? Like, make make movies like this. Make more great movies, please. And also, Yoda... I just feel like Yoda has some of the best quotes ever. Like, I, I like... I got four of them down here, but there's so much more. You know, uh, you will be. You will be. Um, or do or do not. There is no try. Um, <laughs> you know, look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? 
Yeah, those are terrible Yoda. These are terrible Yoda impressions, by the way, guys. I'm, I apologize. I sincerely apologize for doing these bad Yoda impressions. I will go, um, you know what? I'll go on trial. In fact, I'll be pushing for the death penalty. So, yeah. I, I, uh, no one should ever do a bad, bad, bad Yoda impression. Yeah. That, that would be like, uh, that's that's the uh, second greatest sin in movies, other than M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Luke's training begins. Um, he gets into he, and then he has this really awesome uh, moment where he goes into this cave on Dagobah, and he uh, has a vision where he fights Vader. And he cuts off the helmet, and the helmet explodes, and it's his face. Kind of giving us a little hint at the twist that's to come. Now, obviously, Empire Strikes Back, we all know the, we all know the twist. We all know what the twist is going to be. But back, but you got to keep in mind, Think of, put yourself in the perspective of when this movie first came out. And when that moment happened, people were legitimately shocked. They were legitimately like, oh my gosh. How is this even happening? What, what, what's going on here? I, I'm confused, you know? And, and, and also keep this in mind. When this movie first came out, people legitimately hated it because of, the, because of how, how it ends on such a down note. They thought it was the, they, they just, it, they, they, didn't, they didn't buy into it at first. And then over the years, it's gained this love and appreciation to where now a lot of people consider it the greatest Star Wars film of all time. Myself included, I would say this is the best Star Wars movie of all time because it's got those darker themes and darker moments in it. Um, and then we go back to Vader and he's talking with all these bounty hunters. He's like, you know, I will pay the most to the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. And he goes up to Boba Fett and you just, you just know, you just know how much of a badass, how much of a badass that Boba Fett is with the fact that um, Vader, Darth Vader, the, the second right-hand man to the Emperor himself, goes up to Boba Fett and says, No disintegrations. I mean, come on. <laughs> that he has to go up to Boba Fett and go, no disintegrations. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that just makes Boba Fett the most badass character in all of Star Wars. Um, too bad he's not that badass in the book of Boba Fett, though. Um, so, so, <laughs> and then I love Boba Fett's response to it, where he's like, as you wish. Um, so great. So, so, so great. Um, going back to Yoda and Luke, um, I love the scene where Yoda uh, lifts the X-Wing out of the water and Luke comes up to him and he says, I don't believe this. And Yoda has the best response ever because it is the one that pains you the most because I'm, I swear in the name of all that is holy, if somebody said this to me, this would cut so deep. And that is this line right here. He says, that is why you fail. Oh! Ouch! My name isn't even Luke Skywalker, and that cuts deep with me. My name is not even Luke Skywalker, 
And that cuts deep. Um, and then and then we are introduced to Lan- and we go back to Han, Leia, and Chewie, and we are introduced to Lando Calrissian. Um, and Billy D. Williams plays Lando so well, like like the the performance that um that Billy D. Ge- Billy D. Williams gives as Lando is just so so good. I love his you know. You truly belong with us in the clouds. Um, I love it. Um, and I even love when you know C three PO gets shot down and just his part and explodes. And I love it when Chewie finds him and he starts <laughs> and he's and he starts um getting into it with the with the the people who are gonna basically melt C three PO in in this in this furnace. And uh, I love it when uh, when um, when Chewie's just uh, just having trouble getting C three PO put together. Um, um, and then and then it's revealed that the Empire got there first, and the Empire proceeds to torture these these characters. Um, there's that really haunting scene where you see Han. Um, uh, being prepared for the the for like being tortured, right? And all of a sudden, it cuts outside the room to just see Lando and the Lobot and all these characters outside the door. And all of a sudden, you just hear Han like screaming, ah ah ah! And I just you, you watch that, and you're just like, wow, that's some dark effed up stuff and then you are revealed and then it's revealed later on when Han reunites with Leia and Chewie saying they didn't even ask me any questions um and uh Lando comes in and basically explains everything and says and says he's not after you at all he's after someone named Skywalker and of course this is set a trap for Luke to come to to the Cloud City to fight, to to basically fall into the into the hands of Darth Vader, and I love that Empire Strikes Back, and this is one of the reasons why I love Empire Strikes Back is because it's not afraid, it, it's really not afraid to take these really dark and most dangerous chances with the story and the characters. There's a certain film, there is a certain film that did that a few years ago. Might I turn your turn your attention to the MCU with a little movie called Avengers Infinity War. Now, Avengers Infinity War. That movie starts off with Thanos invading Thor's ship, beating up the Hulk, killing Loki, setting Thor on a path for revenge, uh, causing him to grab the gauntlet. But while all that's going on, we have our other characters who are trying to prevent Thanos from getting all the stones. You have Cap and uh, Widow protecting uh, Vision and Wakanda, and then you have um, uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and the Guardians on Titan um, uh, trying to stop Thanos on, on Titan. And the great thing about that film, is very similar to Empire Strikes Back, is that it's able to take these really dangerous and really bold choices. It makes these really bold decisions with these characters. 
Um, like, for example, Peter Quill losing his shit and punching Thanos, knowing damn well that Iron Man and Spider-Man almost have that gauntlet off of him. It's it's these choices that make, number one, that make the characters feel more human, but number two, it's these choices that make the film so much more great because if, because, how do I want to say, how do I want to phrase this? It just gives you a sense of all hope is lost. <laughs> you know? Like, there's no, nothing, there is no, there is going to be no happy ending here. There's not going to be a, 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 there's, they're not going to, you know, no one's going to come in at the last second and go, hey, let's blow this thing and get out of here. You know? All hope is truly lost. And Empire Strikes Back definitely has that feeling that essentially all hope is lost. You know, especially once you get into the next scene and Han is being frozen in carbonite, Leia looks at him and says, I love you. And of course, Han, being the badass that he is, says, I know. That's awesome. Ladies, ladies, I'm telling you right now. If you say I love you to to your man and he does not respond with, I know. Then he then he does not love you. He 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 doesn't love you. I'm just I'm telling you right now. Telling you right now. If he does not respond with "I know," then he definitely doesn't love you. Now, who am I kidding? This this shit never works. Um, talk tell <laughs> tell that from the guy who's who's still single. Um, and talking about movies on his podcast. Anyway, then we get the fight. <laughs> Then we get our fight with Luke and Darth Vader. And this is by far my favorite lightsaber duel in any of the Star Wars films. For one main reason. The visual look of it all. I love the... I love it from a pure visual standpoint. The blue and orange coloring with Luke and Vader as dark silhouettes, and and the and the only thing that's lighting both of them is their lightsabers. You know, like like when it cuts to that wide shot of Luke and Vader standing there with their lightsabers lit up, and all you see is the blue and orange lighting. It it's so beautiful, and it feels very um. It feels very similar to like a like a like a Seven Samurai film, or you know, and I love that, and I love the way the action is filmed in this, and I and I it's so 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 beautiful, and the dialogue is great, you know, all too easy, impressive, <laughs> most impressive, um. I love that stuff, and, you know, the Force is with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Um, so, 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 so great. Um, and obviously, you know, a, a lot of the physical movements of Darth Vader is done by David Prowse, um, but James Earl Jones does such a great job of really bringing this menacing figure to life. Um... And then we get the scene 
We all know the scene. No, Luke. I am your father. That's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> yes, that's my impression of a crying Mark Hamill. Anyway, um, <laughs> Vader uh, and uh, yeah, and then. And then we get our first clue in the original trilogy that Leia may be Force-sensitive. Maybe a little Force-sensitive. And then I love that final scene where the where you see the Rebel fleet along with Luke and Lando plotting to rescue Han on Tatooine. And that's the end of the movie. And, that, and, and you know, as, um, and as they said in, in, back then, we'll see you in three years. Overall, guys, The Empire Strikes Back is one of, if not the greatest sequel ever made. It's visually stunning, has incredible action, mature themes, takes the characters on deeper and darker journeys, and still manages to be incredibly entertaining. Yes, normally sequels in general tend to not be as good as the predecessor, but that is absolutely not the case with the Empire Strikes Back. But guys, that will do it for this week's episode of Throwback Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me. Join me next week as I talk about Star Wars Return of the Jedi. We are almost done. We have Return of the Jedi and then we get into the we get into the sequel trilogy which is going to be a very interesting one to discuss. And then we're done with our Star Wars series of reviews. Um, This is going to be pretty exciting. But don't worry, guys. We're not done yet. We still got to get to the sequel trilogy. But we also have to finish the original trilogy. Next week, we'll be finishing the original trilogy with Return of the Jedi. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Some brand new episodes of all of the shows are up on the podcast feed right now. And don't forget, guys, my movie, What to Watch, A Love Letter to Physical Media, is available on the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel. Uh, so go ahead and check that out um, when you guys uh, get the chance to do so. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that will do it for this, for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, make sure to share it and subscribe. I think you guys should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.
Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Stretch your feelings, you know it to be true. No! <laughs> 